Welcome back, Insteaders, to episode 25 of the Duster Mud podcast. This is our Monday podcast, and we're answering questions on Mondays. And this particular question we received from a viewer last week on how do you guys do your pricing? And it was so difficult for us in in the beginning when we started this that we decided that's a great question and we'll cover that in our next podcast. Yeah, so we're going to do our best to answer how we did it. The first thing that we did was I got online and I started looking at different uh, farms uh, and their website and what were their prices for things that we were considering selling. I did this long before we ever even moved to this area. That's right. And, and started doing research. And we started with our local area where we were in the mm-hmm. DC area. And we had an idea there because we had purchased meat from farmers in the local area. And so we had a little bit of an idea. Mm-hmm. And then from there, we expanded it out to the local area here. Yeah. And so one of the things that I looked into was the population of the area, the population of the nearest medium-sized city, which is Springfield for us, which is a nice, decent population, and the like the average or median household income within the area, and would it support the ideas that we had for the business? All of the research that we were doing from the gurus, from the Joel Salatins and such, say that you need to be within a couple of hours drive time to a, a pretty big city. It doesn't have to be huge, but for us, Springfield is about an hour and 15 minutes away. For us, unfortunately, we had never made a product like we were wanting to make. And so coming up with our costs was a bit of an unknown. So we did do a lot of research into what does it cost to raise a pig? How much feed is it going to take? How much time? And we had some overall idea of well, it's going to take X number of dollars. But we didn't know the true cost because we'd never done it before. Yeah, that's absolutely right. Fairly quickly, we knew the cost of the pigs. Like that was that was at least a start for us. Right. We were able to find some feeder pigs. And so there we go. We have at least one of our costs fixed. Right. And then we started by one kind of feed and it was an inexpensive kind of feed. And then we switched to a different kind of feed and that was a different cost. But we didn't really calculate that in. <laughs> yeah, we learned very quickly that mm-hmm. we wanted to do something different. And that right. was a our commitment to a GMO-free feed. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we believe, like our feed mill owner, we are what they eat. Right. And so it became like a, a hard line for us, GMO-free. Right. And it is it costs more and the price needs to reflect that. Uh, another factor into your cost so you what what do we have now we have the piglet we have the feed and then we have to process it so when we first started another unfortunate bit is we didn't really know what the true cost of processing was going to be yeah absolutely first off we had to find a processor right and there are luckily for us i guess there are a lot of processors around us actually and so we had to start going through what what are the decisions to make for a processor and one of the main ones for us is we wanted it to be USDA inspected and with that we narrowed out a bunch of the 
uh, processors near us. Mm -hmm. So we honed in on the one that we're, we use, but we didn't understand at the time what some of the different meanings were, what the true cost was going to be, hanging weight versus live weight versus how much you're going to take home. We didn't really know until we got into it and started experiencing what the costs were, writing the check, and then coming up with, well, now what does this pork chop cost? Yeah, and it's different at the processor. So a pork chop, it's not just a per pound price. A pork chop is different than bacon because bacon has to be cured and sliced. Mm -hmm. And bacon is different than bratwursts because bratwursts have to be cured or not and packaged differently. Like So each, each one of the products that we were getting at the processor have a little bit different cost to them. Right. So we had to learn how to factor in it costs two dollars and 79 cents more per pound to process and make some bratwurst than it does pork chop so we have to add that cost in and learning how to do that because again like i've said a whole bunch of times they didn't teach this stuff at pilot training no they didn't so they didn't teach entrepreneurship business owning costs analysis they didn't teach any of this so a lot of research yes reading books yes and go do it. Yep. And so we've had a lot of trial and error yeah, uh, with our pricing. Yeah. At the beginning, we priced too low. Yeah. The, the first pigs that we sold, we sold as whole hogs. We did a hanging weight plus processing. Mm -hmm. As we were selling these, we, we hadn't even taken them to the processor yet. So we really didn't know what our cost was going to be. And so we went to local area and what do other farmers charge hanging weight per pound? And that's what we charged. And what we found was we did not charge enough. No, we did not. We quickly had to learn what it feels like and to do it to raise our prices. We just had to learn that that's what we have to do. The product that we were, we were and are making commands a dollar value in order to represent the value of the product and learning that part of the business aspect of it had, took some time, yeah. but we have over the last two and a half years gotten to the place where I'm not afraid to put the dollar amount to give the value to the thing that really is a premium product. That's true. Yep. It's only fair to us and the consumer really right for the product to be priced appropriately and getting there just takes some time we certainly weren't there at the beginning no we have gotten there to a place where at least we feel like we're in a in a good place yeah it is a direct to consumer business market so we have the flexibility to move our prices as necessary. If our costs go up, we can, they can go up. If our costs come down, it can go down. We can set different discounts. Uh, if you want to buy a bundle or if you buy more than X dollars, you get X percent off. It's a very short supply chain for a farm to table operation and we're in control of it. And that gives us the power to help our business succeed. Feeling the consumers Feeling what they're willing to do is important. What they're willing to give up, what they're willing to pay for a pound of bacon. Yeah. And if they look at it and say, man, this is worth X amount, then 
you know you've priced your product right. Yeah. If they look at you and say, wow, I can get that at Walmart. Oh, it costs that much at Walmart. You have probably not priced your product properly. The large-scale producers cannot produce the same product that we can because they they can't take the time that we take with things. Mm-hmm. We ferment our feed, and then we go hand-feed these hogs, and they're raised in our forests where they're eating acorns and a large scale producer like really big can't do that. No. And so the the quality of the product isn't the same. Right. Conversely, we can't make a product as cheaply as they can. No matter what we do. No matter what we do, mm-hmm. there's nothing that we could do that could make our product be as cheap as what they can do. Right. And so us learning that that don't go comp- to your local grocery store and compare the product and pricing with yourself. Because that's even that's worse than comparing apples to oranges. It's even worse than that because it is not the same thing at all. Be fair to yourself. Be fair to your product that you are making and make sure that your customer feels the value of what you are providing to them in the local community. One of the things that we've done to add value to our product is get it USDA inspected. Right. That, as far as a cost is concerned, it adds about, say, we're talking about pigs now. Yeah. Uh, it adds about $30 mm-hmm. to a, an entire pig mm-hmm. to have it USDA inspected. But for us, having that on there really does show it's a quality product. It has passed an inspection and it allows us to ship our product outside of the state. Which is very important to us so that we can ship to our friends and our families that don't live in our state. That's right. If you're starting out mm-hmm. and you have really don't have any idea, mm-hmm. I would say what we did was copy the people around you. Absolutely. Find somebody that's doing the same thing or as at least as close as possible to what you're doing and copy their prices Yeah, and just start there. And then you'll be able to compare, can I do this and actually charge less? What we found was we can't do it for the price that our local folks are doing. For one thing, our feed is at least double what theirs is because we're buying GMO free feed. That just adds to the price. So we started there and then within our first batch of hogs, we found eh, that we can't stay there. We have to increase our price. Another thing that you need to consider as you're pricing your products is not just your three main costs going into that particular enterprise, but there's probably about a 20% overhead factor that you need to add into every single price because you you need fuel to haul those things around. You've got insurance. You have all of the, th- the other things running, electricity for running freezers, the other things that go with run- operating a farm and to make that product infrastructure, just so many outside costs. Make sure you add that in add your sales tax in if you're going to ship go ahead and factor in some of your packaging if you want to so you can go ahead and add those into your price just like they do everywhere else trust me nothing is free it it is added in and if you go ahead and make the price reflect everything that goes into it then your business can stay afloat how do you figure what we get for labor (laughs) 
well, we don't currently pay ourselves for labor. <laughs> and that's on us. You know, we are we do our own selves a disservice by not doing that. Our goal is so is for the farm to pay for itself. And we do have outside income at this point. And when you're in the middle of growing a business and getting it off of the ground, sometimes you have to take the hit. How will we in the future? When it when we make the decision that it's time to start compensating ourselves for the time and effort that goes into producing every one of these products, because there is a lot of time and effort that goes into it. Mm -hmm. And currently we're donating that to our business. Mm -hmm. So when it comes time for us to say, we're going to compensate ourselves for the work that we do, how will we do that? That's a great question. I know a lot of the farmers that we watch and listen to and have read their books and researched as we were starting this come up with a dollar per hour cost mm -hmm. for their own labor. Mm -hmm. And most of them say, don't undervalue your time. Right. And I've heard thrown around quite a bit, $50 an hour. Right. It, it, it should pay what a very... A Good paying job pays yeah. hourly. And so if you take our hogs, it takes us about 15 to 20 minutes twice a day to mm -hmm. actually drive down there and feed them. Mm -hmm. And then if you figure up the time that it takes to mix the food, I would say we're averaging somewhere around one hour per day. And so I think when it comes time to begin to compensate ourselves, mm -hmm. an hour a day averaged for the time that the pigs are on the farm, averaged across the number of pigs that we raise, mm -hmm. is a fair cost to add to the price of the pigs. Mm -hmm. I don't disagree. There is a threshold. Yeah. You have to know what that is. Yeah. Can you get your costs down anywhere else to compensate for? Like you said, at one point we were getting our feed in bags and we found out if we bought feed in bulk, then the feed would be significant enough cheaper to go buy that feed in bulk. Yeah. And it, so we changed how we, we were, were doing business. From a, a local feed store mm -hmm. and retail. Found, retail and found that if we bought it at least a ton, we could go direct to the feed mill and buy it from the feed mill. Right. And we were able to save about, you know, $50, $60 a ton mm -hmm. in buying it directly from the feed mill. And man, that was, that was great. Right. So when you're doing this, everywhere that you can cut costs without reducing the value of your product, yeah. if you can cut costs in whether it's in your feed or find someone who, if you bought 10 piglets, they would give you a better deal on it than if you bought two and see if you can get your costs down on your inputs. Yeah. In, so that you can pay yourself. Yeah. In this business, the margins are not big. They are not big at all. It's not like jewelry where you have a hundred percent markup or right. a thousand percent markup or whatever right. it is. You yeah. Know? This, in not this like business, that. the markup, the margins are, are very small, very mm -hmm. narrow. Yeah. And so Compensating yourself is important, mm -hmm. but also finding those small little areas where you can save small amounts of money mm -hmm. even uh, add up over time. Right. And that's 
back to getting your pricing right, if you can get it right and you have the product that commands the premium price, then that will help offset some of the costs. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. It is the holiday season. Yes, it is. And I'm excited. I am too. I'm ready. Yeah. We wanted to take just a moment at the end of this podcast to say Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. And I hope that you guys have a wonderful time with your families and um, you guys love each other. (laughs) And until next time, bye y'all. Bye y'all.